Hello, 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 friends and listeners. I'm Matt, and this, this, I'm so excited, is the very first episode of the Something From Everything podcast. (laughs) Now, I've been writing for a number of years now, and I've actually been recording the audio because I wanted to pretend I had a podcast for a long while. <laughs> um, and But it's been a dream of a couple of years now to actually put this all together and put it onto a podcast. And I know, I know that's ridiculous because I know that there are so many podcasts. There's like two bazillion. It's the most crowded market ever. And I don't care. I'm so excited. So this will be episode one, but if you haven't yet, listen to the promo. It's uh, something from Everything promo intro, um, and it is as succinct as I possibly can be about what I'm trying to do here uh, and kind of an overall theme, um, which kind of emerged after years of writing, which is great. I love it when that happens. Rather than me trying to engineer it, it you kind of reverse engineer and you're like, oh, that's what I've been talking about. So... Anyway, listen to that one. Thank you for listening to this one. This one is episode one, and this one is an old one. This one's called The Territory We Have Already Entered. But, of course, um, because I've been writing for a number of years, I thought, oh, it'll be easy. I'll just take the old stuff. I'll throw it into the podcast directory, the RSS feed, and blammo, I've got like 40 episodes. Um, But, of course, this is a good thing. Um, writing gets better, your thought processes about things change, and I'm really glad for that. So it's been interesting to go back and to look at the older stuff and try to figure out what do I like, what can I get rid of, what do I not think the same anymore. Um, And so this one I really liked, I just wanted to tinker with a bit. Um, And there's so many themes I keep coming back to. I love this idea, and I can say that unabashedly because it's not mine. (laughs) I'm not in love with my own idea. Uh, This is uh, the poet David White's language, um, or actually a business partner of David White's, but we'll get into that. This one is entitled, The Territory We Have Already Entered. So I want you to imagine a world of intricate complexity, where the human drama is on stage daily, a world where surprises lie beneath the seemingly simple, where each day hearts and minds are set ablaze with inspiration and creativity, where words create worlds. Where did you imagine? Something fantastic? A dreamscape? A fantasy realm? I will bet that whatever you imagined, it was not corporate America. (laughs) It was not the 32nd floor of the HCO building, random letters put together on 4th and Main. I'm guessing that there were no water coolers or cubicles featuring in your mind's eye. And yet, someone has imagined this. Years ago, that someone sat in a hotel lobby listening to the acclaimed poet David White performing a live reading of his work. Now, this man is undoubtedly an admirer of Mr. White's work, but that is not why he is there. He is headhunting, recruiting. He introduces himself to Mr. White with an outstretched hand. And how does he interest this wordsmith in coming to work in the very belly of the beast in corporate America? He does it with an honest appraisal. He tells the poet how he is needed. He tells him The language we have is not enough for the territory we have already entered. Let that sink in for just a minute. 
Remember the cubicles? Remember the water coolers? Remember the image of the long, stuffy boardroom with men and women in suits? This, this is not where you would expect to find a poet, a philosopher, a theologian. Now, to say that I don't know much about the business world would be an understatement. What little knowledge I have of corporate culture is limited to television, movies, and stories from friends in business. In short, my view of corporate America is largely a caricature. And in my considerable ignorance, I imagined a competitive corporation requiring a number of necessities. Strong leadership, quality products, effective lines of communication, these are just buzzwords, but <laughs> reliable distribution system, I don't know. But the very last thing, the last thing I think I would ever think of a business needing is a poet. But thankfully, this unknown businessman who spoke to David White saw the complexity of the world around him. He saw that individuals were working together and attempting to accomplish corporate goals while bringing all of their unique baggage to the table. And he realized that behind every sale was a relationship, and even the most mundane daily activities could not be accomplished separate from the people who engaged in them. But it's not like corporate America is completely alone in this dilemma. The headhunter could have just as easily been from the hospitality sector, or the health sector, or a school district superintendent, or a city councillor. The human drama exists in all of these places and others. Indeed, it's in any place where humans are attempting to do anything worthwhile together. And if it's true in this corporate American world, it might be true everywhere, even and especially in our homes. So what other areas can we look around and realize that we do not have the language large enough for the complexity we are currently immersed in, the territory we have already entered? We have to ask ourselves, how familiar are we with our surroundings? How much attention have we truly paid them? How often have we been guilty of allowing something or someone to be a caricature or generalization? This is mental laziness. This is simplifying something for the sake of an easy computation. Now, of course, as an adaptive mechanism, simplification has its place. Life presents us with stimuli and asks us to categorize it quickly. We need to know if that is a lion or a gazelle coming towards us through the tall grass, and we need to react quickly. And as we continually try to do more in less time, to be more and more efficient and effective, shouldn't we be worried that we may have too quickly categorized the familiar territory we are in as simple, when it is anything but? In one of his poems, David White admonishes the reader to stay alert. He reminds us that alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. I keep those words, those specific words, close to me, and I try to bring them to all the places that feel familiar, to those that I know the best and that I am also at the greatest risk of overlooking. It serves as a reminder of what hard work paying close attention really is. It is a hidden discipline. And it reminds me that there are a certain type, there's a certain type of alertness you can only have in the familiar. It's when you sit down for coffee with an old friend and you hear what is not said, you hear the subtle difference in their voice. 
It's when you know that your child is uneasy and needs to be hugged tightly just for a moment. It's where you can look past the contours of your partner's face, see inside their eyes and see them. To see the person you both know and don't know. To see them in all their astounding sameness and strangeness. Familiarity is a dangerous thing. It is the place where we can be most on autopilot, the most disengaged. It's the easiest for us to navigate, but the time and energy we've spent in making it familiar also allows us to see past the surface, past efficient or categorizing, past simplicity, and into complexity. How refreshing to discover complexity where you thought you had everything figured out. To rediscover curiosity where you were beginning to feel bored by certainty. How surprising to find ourselves in what was previously familiar territory where our language is now too small. How amazing to begin to see that our words are not large enough for the territory that we have already entered. Well, friends, that is it. That is episode number one wrapped up. Thank you so much for listening. The music at the very beginning of the podcast is the track Memory by Creo. And you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now, personally, I'm an Android phone user, which means I'll be getting this podcast on Pocket Casts or Google Podcasts. But if yours happens to be on an Apple device, would you please take a moment of your time and review this podcast? As I mentioned, there are a bazillion podcasts out there. I think I said two bazillion. <laughs> That's the official number. And a whole lot of five-star reviews are my number one way of getting this one to stand out. You can find written versions of all of my posts at somethingfromeverything.com. And while you're there, you can also sign up and get a newsletter for me, which I send out, I promise, very, very infrequently. So I won't clutter your inbox. Uh, you can also follow the Instagram account, Something From Everything Podcast, or you can search for the Something From Everything Facebook group, and you can interact with me and the content there. That's it. That's all the promotion I can muster, and it's a lot. But however you find this podcast, I hope it finds you well, and I hope it helps as we all make something from everything together. Thanks, friends. Talk soon.